Welcome to Embrace the Musica, where we're going to dig into the raw, vulnerable, tough, and beautiful pieces of this journey called life. I'm Dominique Dines, who at the age of 21 moved abroad to Mexico to start teaching after growing up in a small town in Minnesota. My husband is from Peru, and we met salsa dancing 10 years ago in Guadalajara, Mexico. Here we are today raising two lovely tricultural kids. We speak more Spanish than English in our home and do a lot of salsa dancing in the kitchen. Embrace the Musica is going to be a place where we talk about what it's like being married to someone from a completely different culture, living in a place that neither of us grew up in, being a working mom, constantly fighting or accepting cultural norms, and all the things that keep us afloat, which includes a lot of heart and humility. So let's embrace the Musica today. Hi, everybody. Just want to give a, say a quick message before we get started with today's episode. After what has been a very heavy week, as we are seeing a system that's been broken since it was created, as we're pleading for justice to be served for George Floyd and for Breonna Taylor, among many other black lives who have been unjustly served, sentenced, or killed, many of us are being awakened to a reality that has always existed, and we were privileged enough to look the other way. I admit that I may not have the perfect words to articulate, and I am working on my own education of a deep-rooted culture and the unfair treatment of Black lives for centuries. Living in Mexico during a historical time like this in the U.S. has some of us feeling removed from the situation, but we are wanting to do our part during this change. I've realized in the last week that I need to use my voice and platform as little as it may be, to raise awareness, to speak truth, and to speak up against people who continue to say racist things, share racist posts, who joke about the value of a black man's life, and who continue to put offensive and ignorant comments on social media. I say this all to precede this episode, as today we are talking about mindfulness and about being present. So much of what is happening right now around the world is very difficult to swallow because it hurts to be still and to feel all the things. And it may be difficult to recognize our own part that we have played in racism or ways that we have contributed to this broken system. But being mindful, living in the moment, and using our voices, that's what we all need to be doing right now. So thank you for listening to Embrace La Musica. Well, Jess, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I have told you this before, but I want everybody to know that I really admire you so much as a woman, as a mom, a wife, my yoga teacher, (laughs) and even more important to me as a friend. Um, I'd love to hear a little bit more about your story today. So if you can just tell us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, why you're so perfectly bilingual, and what brought you to Guadalajara. Oh, thank you, Dom. Thank you so much for inviting me. And there's a big part of me that still wants to interview you as well. So (laughs) maybe one day. Um, So I am originally from the border between US and Mexico. I was born in San Diego, California and raised in Tijuana, Baja California. I am essentially what you would call a border baby. 
meaning I had the best of both worlds growing up speaking both languages and living in two seemingly different cultures simultaneously. It really, really is the way of life there. And what brought me to Guadalajara? Well, um, many things really. The first is, I would say the most important one is my thirst for travel. I have always searched for new experiences, new places, new people, and really challenging myself to get out of my comfort zone. Um, and the second reason is yoga. One of my sister's college friends had a yoga studio in Guadalajara back in 2008 and offered me a teaching position. And I, of course, at the time only had one year experience in teaching. And when I was presented with the opportunity of traveling and teaching, well, I, I couldn't pass it up. No, that's awesome. I'm so glad that your journey brought you to Guadalajara. I'm glad that we met so many years ago. I was trying to remember, it's probably been like 10 years now or so, <laughs> mm -hmm. that, yeah, that we've um, been friends. And it's been fun seeing that friendship develop over the years while raising kids and doing yoga and trying to balance this crazy life as a mom and uh, following our passions. And so as a Mexican-American, I know that you and I have talked about this before, but sometimes even moving cities within a country or coming to a place like Guadalajara can cause some culture shock or it can be a hard adjustment. I know I've heard that from a lot of people. Did you experience that when you first came to Guadalajara years ago? Well, culture shock. Well, yes, um, I've definitely experienced culture shock shocks a few times in my life. And um, for me, culture shock doesn't necessarily happen right away and maybe sometimes never goes away completely. Um, and like you said, even just moving to a different city within your own country is enough to make you feel out of place and uh, makes it difficult to make relationships. No wonder most of the people I've gravitated towards are international people. Um, uh, but that said, I, I personally love culture shock. And this may seem strange, um, but it's really forced me in a way to make the adjustments and seek out those experiences that I normally wouldn't have done on my own. Um, in my experience, I think culture shock doesn't have to be as shocking when you meet those special people that make the world of difference when you're in a different place. Uh, I love that perspective too, because I think, yeah, it's interesting, right? Like thinking about culture shock and what that actually is or what it looks like and really finding like your new self in a new place. And um, one of the things you mentioned is yoga. And I know I mentioned in the intro, I'm so thankful to you because I've been a runner for years and I was always super scared of yoga because I thought, I'm not flexible, I can't do this. Um, and it wasn't until I went to your classes that I actually started developing a love for yoga. So can you tell us a little bit, how did you start practicing yoga and doing classes? Because that's something you do now kind of as a side hobby slash job, you know, like something you're pursuing. Oh, so glad to hear that. Thanks, Dom. And I hope you keep doing and practicing as much as you can. Um, and yeah, well, the very first time I heard the word yoga in my life was while I was having a coffee with a friend at a cafe on the beach west of Tijuana in my hometown of Playas. And a San Diegan man walked up to us and handed us a flyer inviting us to his yoga class on the beach the next morning. And my friend and I were curious, so we went and no yoga mat, no special props, no idea really of what to expect. 
And Dom, it really changed my life, quite literally. Um, I soon started looking for more classes, both in Tijuana and San Diego. And thanks to the proximity of San Diego, I had access to so many great teachers. Um, and so I kept practicing. I went to yoga studios. Even during college, I would keep practicing. And once I finished, um, I graduated college and I finished up two teacher trainings by then, I finally had the courage to start teaching in 2006. And after that, I haven't stopped. That's how I got to Guadalajara and, and it's, it's still going. I love that you totally just went to a random class on the beach. I didn't realize that. <laughs> that's how yeah. you started. But I think that just speaks to your sort of adventurous spirit and the fact that you love culture shock and, you know, all these things. I think that's awesome and super brave of you. And so many of us in Guadalajara now are very thankful that you started that journey or that practice and you've been sharing it with us um, over the years. So. Thinking about your life, I know you do yoga a lot. Um, you do classes for different people, but you're also a mom. You have two very active boys. <laughs> I know your husband has been working really long days. Can you tell us a little bit about how you balance life, you find time for yourself in the midst of all the craziness? That's a great question. <laughs> um, being away from my family um, in Tijuana, has always been a big challenge, uh, especially with my two little ones. But um, even before I got married and made the move to Guadalajara official, my mom and I made a three-month pact, one she had made with her father when she moved away from home. She told me that we would see each other every three months. Either I would visit her in Tijuana or she would come visit me. So for the past 12 years, we've kept that pact and I honestly feel feel this, this has been the best way to cope, living uh, far away from, from them. And it has brought me so much peace, so much gratitude, and I hope I can pass it on to my kids one day as well. I love that. I never knew about that pact you had with your mom, um, but you definitely speak to something I think a lot of us feel when we live far away from family and just, you know, feel distanced and you know, given the current circumstances right now with COVID-19 and just the pandemic and restricted travel, I'm sure in your case, just like many, it's, you know, been hard to be able to plan anything or know the next time you're going to see your family. Um, and one of the crazy things right now is in the face of this global pandemic, you and your family are potentially moving to Canada and making a huge international move. I, and I know this because we're friends, I know that not everything might be set right now, uh, but can you just tell us how you've been dealing with this idea of an international move after you've really made a life here in Guadalajara? Mm, another great question. Um, um, well, a potential move is a key word there and we had everything set up. We had, um, you know, we have our plane tickets ready to go. But as you just mentioned, COVID has really stirred everyone's life upside down. And and we're at in standby, like quite literally everything is on standby. And and maybe I, I'll go back to yoga again. I think it's with all those experiences, all those years of practice and teaching and meeting new people, I think um, it's really helped me to learn that nothing is for sure. Nothing is 
um, written in stone and you always kind of really have to readjust and also going back to culture shock because I think COVID is another type of shock. I think we're going to start calling it COVID shock. It's really, you have to really, really center yourself and, and learn that it's, you, you really have no control of what's going to happen and everything we have is now. So yeah, our upcoming move is on standby. It's altered everything. Borders have closed. Visas are not authorized. The travel risks are really high. So everything is really unknown. And I think these past three months in quarantine, um, I really feel it's been a blessing in disguise. It gave me a lot of time to settle into my thoughts and, and my feelings of the future and where we all want to be as a family. Mm, at the beginning, of course, COVID brought up a lot of anxiety and overwhelming feelings of uncertainty and stability. But as days passed by and the more uncertainty there was around us, I began to feel a release of control. A, a feelings of relief started creeping in because there's really nothing you can do except wait and see where life will take you. And that for me gave me so much peace and allowed me to really cherish every moment with my family. Even now, still, li still living in half quarantine, half wanting to go back to normal, whatever that means right now, life post COVID. But even now I, I wake up every day and say, life is now, not tomorrow, not yesterday, but now. And all we have is now. And the more I focus my attention and my mind to this moment, the more joy I find in anything and everything I do, really. Yeah, I think that's a really important reminder for all of us to really be present. And that's something that in your practices that you've been sharing with us over YouTube over the last three months, I've appreciated just so much that idea of being present, allowing yourself to feel, um, letting go of what you need to let go of. And it has really been a reflective time for a lot of people. And, you know, given the current climate and circumstances right now in the states and you know what we're seeing internationally as well but just this idea of really showing up and being present exactly. and you know showing up for others as well I just think it's so important and knowing your story Jess I know that you've said yoga has helped you many times over the years um, just dealing with any hard time in life or you know Anything. I don't know if there's anything else you want to share with us today, Jess, about your yoga practice. Um, is there a place people can find you on YouTube? I know I didn't ask you that before the call, <laughs> but do you want to? Are you open to sharing any of your classes or anything you want to leave us with today? Well, thank you. Um, I am currently in process. Um, I. It's like again. I think it's another. Um, finding the courage to put my my voice out there, put my classes out there. Um, I'm kind of the old school yogi that loves, you know, classes, um, live classes with real people. And it's been a challenge to be online and doing everything virtually and not having that human response. Because um, I, I design my classes before I, I give the classes, but sometimes they're so organic that it depends on the mood of the, of the, the students that you have. It really it, it kind of creates itself in the moment. So it's been a challenge and um, 
I just would like to ask all those students out there that I do have for patience and I'm really thankful for them and, and for you as well and, and for encouraging me. So I think hopefully soon I will have a platform where, where I can offer that voice in those classes. I just didn't, I'm going to just wait a little bit for my courage to spark up a little bit more. No, absolutely. And I didn't want to pressure you or anything today. <laughs> no, no worries. Um, but I know that I have benefited so much just from your voice and from this practice. And so thank you for being brave. Thank you for being willing to come on the podcast and talk a little bit about your story, just to encourage us all today. Um, yeah, I appreciate you. And I can't wait as a friend to see just how you continue to grow over the next Thank you, Dawn. years and months and <laughs> any way Likewise. that we can help. And once you have that platform ready, I will share it with the world for you. Oh, thank you so much, <laughs> Dom. Thank you. Thank you so much for today. And until next time, with heart and humility, we look forward to seeing you all again next week. If you enjoyed today's episode and if you were encouraged by the message, I would love to hear from you. Please subscribe, leave a review on your favorite podcast platform, Take a screenshot and post it to Instagram and tag me so that we can keep growing together. And until next time, with heart and humility, embrace la musica.